doing boring shift too much, Dad? It's like a puncture one. Boys across town just caught two more bodies. They said both had some kind of mark on their neck. Get three random victims with the times of death and minutes apart. Bodies are miles apart. How's that work? Suspect heading west across Liberty. Hello, Thomas. What did you say? Is this where it happens? to the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. I am your host, Andrew Morgan. You can follow the show at NomcastPod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can follow me at JokesOnDrew. After our last couple of episodes took us back in time to some of Netflix's older films, this time we review a new movie which takes us to the past, present, and future with the time-hopping sci-fi crime thriller In the Shadow of the Moon. The movie stars Boyd Holbrook as Officer Thomas Lockhart, a.k.a. Locke, a Philadelphia police officer who sacrifices everything to find the mysterious serial killer whose murder spree defies space and time. The movie also stars Michael C. Hall of Dexter, Six Feet Under, and the Netflix mystery series Safe, and Cleopatra Coleman from Fox's Last Man on Earth playing Rhea, the time-traveling assassin. To help me break this one down, I brought the amazing and talented comedian Mel V. Always a treat having Mel on. This is her fourth appearance on the show. Anytime we want to dial up an intriguing movie about crime solving and murder, Mel is there to help. If you haven't heard our episodes with Mel for Bird Box, Velvet Buzzsaw, or the Ted Bundy biopic, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, please seek those out immediately following this one. To find a Mel V comedy show near you, if you live in New England, go to melvcomedy.com. And of course, please rate and review the Nomcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much. Give a listen. So I'm so excited to have you back. I'm excited. It's been to be way here. too long. It's been well, or has it? I mean. Maybe yeah. we've time traveled, yeah. and I don't know. Uh, if I could go relative. back, I would have you on more. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I would have me on more too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, all right. So this fucking movie. So I, I don't mean to be so belligerent because I've watched a decent amount of Netflix movies lately that have disappointed me. This one. So I, what's one more, right? Uh, right. Exactly. So this one I went in. I was like, I when I posted it, I think I said something along the lines of like, it's got time travel, it's got Dexter, it's got, you know, a bunch of good things going for it. Well, and in fact, Mel, even in my deep research, I'm sure this you can't find in your six pages of notes. We'll see. The guy who directed this movie oh, no. worked on a movie called Short Bus that your boy right here, I worked with the director. That's incredible. This is a first. This, I'm actually very This movie is like a third cousin to you. <laughs> kind of. When you, you told would have me, no idea who I am. But when it, it's yeah. me. Right. <laughs> the one who brought you the Capri Sun that time. Right. Exactly. Um, when he was you, a grip on this movie. Was he key grip? And I was like a oh, PA. 
Uh, I'm not going to lie. When you told me about this movie, you're like, hey, there's a movie and it's got some murder yeah, and a serial, serial killer. killer in but the then you were like, and time travel. And I was like, oh, oh it's going to be rough. God <laughs> damn it. Damn it. Yeah. I like and I was trying to I mean, with the exception of Back to the Future, I don't know that there's been a time travel movie that I've been fond of. So. Here's here's a fun exercise because again it's gonna really tell me what you think about the movie when I start this out. So okay. I I follow Netflix film on Instagram and they had this video either in their stories or was in their feed something like that and they had this video where they have the cast of this movie where they tell them the description of a futuristic tech sci-fi movie and they have to come up with the title of the movie like they tell them the plot and then they have to say okay and every single one of the movies that they did i was like oh yeah it's so much better in this movie (laughs) every single one i was just like yeah except for ironically one netflix movie that they had to throw in there that i was like oh yeah it's probably on par with Mm. this movie so because they're like oh gattaca yeah oh terminator yeah it's so good Back to the... Oh, okay. Which is weird, because if they love time travel movies, didn't they see the script for this one before they agreed to it? (laughs) Yeah. Or was it a surprise? They told... I I saw an interview with the director, and he was all excited about the script. Of course he was. Of course. What's he going to say? Yeah. Uh, They threw me this piece of shit, and I was like, what's the the pay? Like, I did this on a dare. Right. Exactly. So this movie, you're going into it, like I said, it's time travel. They say serial killer in the description. You got the serial killer uh, in Michael C. Hall from Dexter. You got, uh, I like Boyd Holbrook. He was just in Logan. Uh, He's in Narcos. He was in the shitty Predator movie. I felt bad for him. It has a shitty title. Yeah. In the Shadow of the Moon, by the way, sounds like a poem that some ex-boyfriend wrote for you no you know what it sounds like Hmm. like a john tesh album (gasps) or like like in that vein or like an enya album oh my god oh definitely enya yeah Yeah. it sounds it's right in that pretentious hall of fame that it sounds at. and the interesting thing is that it has nothing to fucking do with anything. No. And anytime I think of this movie, I never remember the title. I have some blockage that I keep saying, uh... In the light of the moon? <laughs> well, I'm like, By shadow the of the vampire. Yeah. I'm like, in yeah, in in the middle of the night. Oh, uh, you know what it could be? It could be like... If there Billy was Joel a, lyrics. If there... Oh my God. It could also be like a Japanese, like a really horrifically violent... Japanese movie. Anime. Oh yeah, totally. Um that translates to In the Shadow of the Moon. Right, yeah. That would be acceptable, I suppose. Yes, I would say so. But man, some old uh, Jetly movie or something. Yeah. yeah. This it didn't start off great. Here's the thing. 1988 fucking rough. <laughs> All the way around. I don't know what city they're in uh, properly. Oh, wait. Yes, yes I do. They're Philadelphia. in Philadelphia. I'm sorry. It says right here in my notes. Yeah. Philadelphia. Which it's going to anger some people, Uh-oh. especially if you're from there. I fucking hate Philadelphia. Wow. Some people absolutely love Philly. Not a fan. Now, again, I haven't seen all of it. I have a very minimal uh, <laughs> experience with Philadelphia. 
I hated my time in Philadelphia. You know what's weird is I know that I've been there. Yeah. I have no memory of it, which can only mean there was nothing memorable there. It was like the burbs weren't so bad, but my friend went to Temple. I'm going to keep this brief because this is going to get bad. No, tell me more about your friend. (laughs) He sounds great. My friend was an an engineering major at Temple. So like we got to hang and do stuff there. An engineer together? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we, you know, hung out. The campus was fine. But anytime we went towards downtown or anywhere, like Broad Street, the whole deal, whatever, you're like, hey, cool cobblestones, cool Liberty Bell. And, oh, there's the steps for Rocky. And that was it. Because otherwise, it's fucking terrifying where, like, street gangs are going in quads up and down main drags just in huge groups. And then... And it's so towny, even though it's a major city, that it's gross in a lot of spots. And then uh, the Nation of Islam was selling cream pies in the middle of the street. Oh. And I was like, what is this place? <laughs> this it is- sounds like a dream. Yeah. Though I was very clever, I thought, that when they were <laughs> the Nation of Islam selling cream pies in the middle of the street, I was like, cool, Farrakhan cream pies. I thought that was actually a clever marketing name that they can have. I thought Farrakhan cream pies actually made sense. Wow, you should copyright that. I should. Yeah. Get a little bow tie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try it. So Philadelphia is where we see this movie, and it is in 1988. Well, um, it opens in 2024, that first yeah, scene. So you're, yeah, so you're and, seeing it destroyed. Oh, my God. Do you know what- Which was m- so overly CGI'd, it just took me yeah, out Yeah, but I immediately but. hated this movie- 300 percent right in the opening scene because it's this big like office building yes. and you're inside the view is from inside the office building yeah nobody's and you know there. there's ruckus going on right. outside papers are blowing around windows are blown out right please for the love of god tell me why in 2024 call centers have the exact same multi-line phones <laughs> like i've I've seen that phone in yeah. every job I've ever had, and you mean to tell me right. that it's still there in 2024? I mean, it's a pretty basic thing. And we're only five years away. Ugh. No. Not even. I, I hope it's not the same <laughs> phone, but I immediately hated this movie right from the beginning. Yeah, so you start with this overly CGI'd bombing, and then it goes into 1988, and you're seeing... Uh, Thomas Lockhart, a.k.a. Locke, uh, Boyd Holbrook. I call him Locke. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no big deal. Which, like I said, I've liked him in previous things. I actually didn't hate him in this. I think as far as like the performances go, I he's mean, He was fine. fine. He has that kind of face, though, where like the second I saw it, I forgot it. Mm. Like if he turned around and then was like, Which describe my face, <laughs> I'd be like, I can't. Which is funny because he changes his appearance multiple times throughout the years of time travel in this movie that you kind of have to lock in on him, pun intended. Uh, and that- that's how he got his name. <laughs> but his partner is the Maddox? worst. Especially in 1988 because uh, you're talking... <sighs> He has no specialties for being a cop. Well, he does gain the specialty of limping later. Yes. Well, so. all from a possibly broken leg from eight, falling nine backwards to 18 years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very you odd. Know. Yeah. I, it's a really common injury. I don't know what's going on. So, but yeah. the whole thing, you're you're seeing all these murders, you're doing this, uh, you know, you're taking the trip between 
the bus accident and the the person who was murdered who was a pianist uh yeah you know, there was a composer and then there was um the some guy at short, a diner right yeah or whatever he was a cook right um this was probably the only part of the movie i really liked i thought it started out oh my god random people in three different places all at once spontaneously bleeding out of the eyes and ears and mouths right and then the guy the cook guy falls on the grill yeah you know that smelled just awful awesome awesome i meant (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that i was like oh this might get good yeah but then they were like nope this movie and you're seeing it from the very beginning they pull every punch that they could have. This movie could have been way more heightened in every aspect. But even from the get, you're seeing stuff like that where it's like, oh, okay, they think they're cool because it's like, oh, the brains are in the drawer or like uh, yeah. you know, some other thing. And some people may think it looks gory, but we're in a different age now where it's like, no, 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 just because somebody's bleeding from the eyes, it's not gory at all like so there's no murder it's this uh you know you're seeing it as this oh it's this uh maybe it's an epidemic maybe right it's yeah, yeah yeah you're not quite sure what it is yet right and then once they start to put the pieces together even then you're kind of like okay so it's maybe some kind of like tech thing or it's a drug thing or it's something right where all of them had um these puncture wounds yeah they puncture wounds in their neck and it's weird because so one of the one of the people is that bus driver and she just starts bleeding out of the face while she's right. driving the worst time to be bleeding out of the face yeah by the way um and she crashes and uh, happened to have her fancy book that we'll talk well, about well i was later. gonna say you can't yeah. drive unless you bring your presidential biography <laughs> uh which falls unscathed out of the bus right um i always hated presidential biographies and now i'm like that's probably why right because subconsciously i knew <laughs> they were passing would... around propaganda inside them no i was gonna say that clearly they just cause horrific bus crashes oh that too for sure after you bleed out of the face yeah so but it's clearly too risky to read them is of what course i'm saying it's not yeah. worth it so you're introduced to to Locke and his partner and obviously Locke's got a lot of going on he's got a pregnant wife at home uh, who's kind he's, of a bitch she's like you make the worst pancakes yeah. well you know what make your own fucking pancakes you're not handicapped we're totally rocking the the you know pregnancy hormone angle Ugh. that cheap movies always do yeah. where it's like this basic you know surface level character there's no depth to most of these characters really maybe you get something out of boyd a little bit but not really no, there's nothing endearing about anyone. Which sucks because his wife, I actually enjoy in other things. She, she's in other things? Yeah, she's more in TV where I, uh, if you ever seen the TV show Legion, which I really like, and I actually just brought up because Dan Stevens was in Apostle that we did recently, and uh, he plays, or he's the lead in Legion, and she's kind of like the love interest. Slash okay. Part. And she's really good, and that m- so that show is really she's good. she's employed. Why but does she need to do this? But she's barely in this movie, so oh. it's hard. They kind of turf her to the side. Like, they just... She literally has, what, two scenes? And one of them, she, spoiler, dies. So, you know, she's not working with a lot there. Uh, instead, we get a whole heap of some terrible fucking people in this movie. Yes. Uh including like we keep repeating uh bokeem woodbine aka maddox who is in a lot of shit 
This guy's been around since like the mid '90s doing stuff. He oh was in Crooklyn. He's in Dead Presidents. He's oh, in wow. Jason's Lyric. Like this guy's been around. Now he's not always been the more prominent guys. He had some of that. Uh, like uh, recently, he was in Fargo, which so was Rachel Keller, who's the wife in this gene. Yeah. Um, and he was also in Spider-Man: Homecoming, and he's actually supposed to be in a pretty well-received movie queen and slim that's coming out soon as well so this guy so gets a lot of play but he is bad yeah in this movie bad you know what he is he's shit which oh he says God. so many times yeah well he needed like, a catchphrase they're like you know until you get your limp i know later. this is 88 but it doesn't need to be family matters oh my <laughs> like, God. turning into yeah. a sitcom here what are we doing so immediately you get to see these guys they're they're running into this crime scene. God, I mean, you're already seeing Michael C. Hall. Who I'm so disappointed I'm in. I'm so disappointed Come in. on. He has I, one there, good scene, maybe two, in the whole movie. Oh, I was going to say, in this movie or no, a different one? No. <laughs> like, Yeah, in Six Feet Under, he's, he was great. He's great in Six Feet Under. I was a Dexter fan, too. I know it doesn't end well, everybody. Yeah, but But the great. show is fucking great, and he's really he good. He is great. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing here. I don't know. I don't well, know. I'll tell you, because he previously worked with the director before, and I guess... You know, you kind of get that relationship. And the director and then... helped him move, so then he had to <laughs> do this. Like, that sucks. That's pretty much it. I mean, that's it's Hollywood in a nutshell, because uh, the director, Jim Mickle, uh, did Cold in July, which I think, I don't know, came out a few years ago. That just already sounds uh, terrible. Cold <laughs> He's more July. known for Stakeland, which is like this kind of cult horror movie that he did several years ago, but... Again, I not, pronounce not it a lot. Stakeland. <laughs> Stakeland. Yeah. Yeah. And he's even got, uh, this is where his career is going, uh, apart from obviously our magical moment together back in uh, the early aughts. Uh, but uh, his next movie is called Sweet Tooth, which features a half human, half deer boy in a post apocalyptic world. That's the finally. Yes. Fucking finally. Half deer boy. Uh, I'm here for it. Oh, and only I hope half it's on a Netflix, deer boy. So I will bring you <laughs> I back. I swear well, to I was going to be like, if you got somebody else for a half a deer boy movie, like, I don't think we can be friends it's anymore. That's true. Yeah. So immediately you're seeing Michael C. Hall, who's a detective in in this movie. But I like the, how they have to point out, by the way, like, he's a dick. Just so you know. Immediately. Just so you know that his character is supposed to be hated. Yeah. But really, he was fine. He was just trying to get his job done, and, which makes him a dick. And take advantage where he absolutely did uh, in in getting bumped up. He's, he's chief by the end of this fucking movie. So he plays everything right. Do you know how pissed I would be <laughs> if I was, like, lead detective and my brother-in-law, who was like a regular patrol cop, was like, I'll solve the murder oh, things. Yeah. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. You knocked up my fucking sister. Get oh the my fuck God. out of here. <laughs> like, no, you and your partner go play detective. Right. That makes more sense. Shit. But, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. but then Tom, I'm sorry, Locke. Yeah. Uh, his street name. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he goes over. He's like, no, we're going to check this out. Yeah. And they're at the bus accident. Right. And he's like, oh, uh, what was it? 
the blood isn't coming from an injury. Like, so now you're like, no, no, no. You skip one of my favorite things. Which and one? You, as a burgeoning uh, forensic scientist, uh, not yourself, a scientist. It's right. a different job. Oh, I'm sorry. But so the guy who's on the scene doing forensic work, who's right on top of doesn't it, doesn't notice. Not only doesn't notice, <laughs> but then kind of gives like the, hey, are you supposed to be here? Are you supposed to do that? He's like. I'll give you, I'll bum you a smoke, and that's enough for you to ignore doing your job and yep. just let someone yep. go through. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> isn't that the same guy who's like, "Oh, it's a mess over there." Yeah, a, like uh, so casual in '88. Oh my God, they're so casual we about don't know shit. crime scenes. Like, right. does anybody else want to get in here and and you know corrupt this? Yeah. And, you know, taint the evidence, and I think we do this every time you're on the podcast because we talk a lot of, about a, a lot of murder and crime yeah. scenes. But it totally goes right back to John Mulaney, like, oh, uh, gross, clean this up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, let's go back to my hunch. Yeah, it felt like, like that. These uh, nobody cares about you know the uh, you know protecting a crime scene. Right. There's none of that. And uh, his partner doesn't even want to be there. Thinks like. When when it starts to turn into an actual crime scene that is worth a damn, this intrigue with how the puncture wounds are, yeah. and we don't know, it might all be related to this other thing. He's like, come on, man. Let's just fucking stay here and do nothing. It's yeah, like, but I've heard that's a lot of police work is where you just choose. Right. You're like- Yeah, not you're mm. assigned to Yeah, things. you're not assigned Especially so much. Especially when you're not a detective. You're yeah. just a beat cop? Yeah. If you're a beat cop, I think you just pretty much drive around. You see what's going on. Right. And if you want to get involved, get involved. But totally. if you don't, no pressure. Right. No pressure. It's the 80s. Right. And then they, they up the ante when they go to the the piano player. Ugh. Because they're like, oh, what are you on tour? It should be, hey, why are you fucking here? Yeah. Don't you have some like construction to supervise? Yeah. It should you know? be, you know, boring driving around. That's your fucking job. Like, you do realize, maybe they don't know they're not detectives. Maybe nobody <laughs> told them. Right. I don't know. Well, and clearly his partner has no ambition. And, no. And tries to talk him out of doing anything. But then, let's just say, let's give them the benefit of the doubt and be like, right. okay, fine. You're being helpful. Right. In some capacity. Sure. That's not going to stop Locke from stopping at a street vendor to pick up a nice bracelet for his wife. After his partner calls him Oriental. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's right. I totally had to put so many things in here just to make sure we knew it was 1988. That's like, right. There's the, the one woman who they go to is the third victim, or the, the living victim, before she dies. The one... Um, Sorry, so she would be four. She would be the fourth victim. Right, the one in the club. The one in the club. Right, okay. So they immediately had her being casually racist in front of the black partner yeah, and Yeah, racism else. was so hot in the yeah. 80s. Oh and my this God. is after he's spouting some like off-color remarks before. So it's like, we oh, we have to set the tone. It really brought me back, <laughs> you know? The worst part about the girl in the club, by the way. Yeah. So... Uh, so Locke is like, tell me what happened. Okay. And she's like, I don't know, some girl and she stabbed me. Right. And whatever. And she says like three sentences. Okay. Then Holt, Michael C. Hall shows right. up and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me do my job. And he goes, right. tell me what happened. And she goes, I just told him everything. Yeah. 
You told him three <laughs> fucking things. Like, right. What, you know? And one of them was this charades game of which hand was bloody. And he's like, this. Like a child's game. By a, oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah, it was that one. It was that one. What's that one called? <laughs> Left? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, Amazing. by the way. So, like, is this a thing? Like, if you time travel... Do you get to change your outfit ever, or do you have to always wear the same outfit? Well, so what happens if you change clothes right. in one decade? There are so many. If you're opening a Pandora's box now, now we kind of were talking about it, and I almost wanted to to hit you up before you came here to kind of think like what sci-fi movie, like these time travel movies that you do enjoy, because I think uh, none. <laughs> Well, you said like you like Back to the Future. That's like it. Yeah. So you know you're not into the Terminator franchise. I mean, or Terminator was fine. I don't T2, know. T two, I think, is one of the best movies. I have no memories ever. of it, but I know I saw it. <laughs> like I don't know. You know what? I think for me, I I was just having a conversation with my mother the other day, and she's like, you know, when you just want to like, uh, like forget your troubles and like right. lose yourself. Uh, in a story about someone else, only right. she was talking about a fictional book. And right, I was like, yeah. well, how are you losing yourself in somebody else's experience if it never happened? Right. Like, I need nonfiction. Mm, That's okay. what I like. Right. Because then I'm like, oh, no, that person w- legit had it way worse than me. Right. And that makes me feel a lot better. Right. But if somebody's like, what if someone could have it worse than you? And you're like, well, that's too hypothetical. Right, and I okay. feel the same. Yeah. You know? Um, well, what I was trying to allude to is that this movie, I, if I like a sci-fi movie that deals with time travel, more often than not, they keep things basic and they have a basic set of rules and they keep to it. And the plot is so good that you're not so focused on the time travel that it's, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, so, and, and Terminator is a great example for the fact that, you know, and, and especially T2, you immediately have, you have these two guys traveling back through time, but they both have similar, but, you know, practically the same agendas, but one's on, they're on either side of the right. fence. So immediately you already have mission, you have uh, agendas, you have... Uh, protection angles you have and then slowly over time it unravels to why you're there and 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 it and it mattered everything matters yeah but that's a good point because i think with this movie they're like what if you had to figure out what the rules were and it's like i don't want to no you can't do that with this like i just don't want to i'm already trying to figure out why these people are likable i think what happened here is like if you and I were out at a diner one night yeah. after after we were at the bar and we were starting one of those like, if you can go back in time, who yeah. would you kill conversations? Oh, okay. uh-huh. And then somehow they got to like the, the baby Hitler conversation. So, that somehow they accidentally wrote a movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Yeah. And, and so like I was going to ask you, so like these guys apparently are like, Again, it's the baby Hitler com- uh, conversation. It's the you have to kill Hitler. It's like okay, the butterfly effect, kind of like r- right, these right, people right. And kill these people. Everything's kill these linked. People. Everything's right. right. So, I and and it never usually works. Like it never should work. That like oh, if you kill this person, it stops this whatever. Like unless you're talking about a singular focus. 
Like this thing, it's just mass murder, and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> and like, what an inconvenient way to kill people. So like, if the I'm not whole- impressed by the tech, by the way, <laughs> because they immediately solved the crime. They just didn't. Get, they thought they got their person too on top of it. They're yeah. terrible at this. No, and and what's weird they, is like, oh, we can kill you from the future. Okay, we still see the puncture wounds. We know yeah. somebody's putting the puncture wounds in. And They're they gonna had get arrested. the tool. What yeah. was interesting, too, is yes. they found the tool, the puncture tool at yeah. the crime scene, and they were like, meh, let's just put it in the box for a while. Right. You know, they weren't, like, if that happened today. Didn't he hit her in the leg as part of the reason how she got killed with that weapon on site? The, um... You mean the suspect? This is this was a burning question that I had. So okay. when they're in the subway, yeah, and he's having the conversation with her that leads to her death, right? Her hypothetical death, right? Which, by the way, this is Rhea, uh, is her name, which I don't really get. Um, uh, I had to look in that my up. notes. By the way, yeah. I just refer to her as suspect because I never which heard her is name. Way more accurate because you know the only way i think that's there is either obviously somebody put that in from the script itself maybe um or it could have been in the subtitles or in the hospital scene at the end when she's born maybe so all right but either way so this is uh, cleopatra coleman who actually i like her she's a she's not a major character, but she's a, a pretty good character in Last Man on Earth on Fox. Uh, she's very pretty. She's very pretty. And in this, she's very one note. And you only care about her reasonably at the end when she explains herself. Other than that, she's basically just an, a plot device for, yeah. for over and over. With, we'll get to it soon, but the the one of the worst chase scenes I've ever seen which one where she runs the over the one. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that but what bothered me about the chase scene <laughs> the subway uh, the one first actually one, wasn't bad subway one wasn't bad but the initial one remember and again to prove oh, it was the, the 80s yeah. they had to racially profile every black woman wearing blue oh my god they're like it's a black woman uh with an injured hand wearing a blue hoodie so the, the police are like, people. did you mean an elderly woman in a blue blouse? <laughs> right. Like, yeah, that's what we meant. Yeah. You know, this, uh, you know, one with braids that has a, a letterman jacket that we yeah. just need in here to throw the finger. Oh, my yeah, that God. One? No. Ugh. Yeah. And we had to sit through that whole thing. Um, but no, it's like, I, I'm sorry. Uh, they're like, first of all, call for backup. Yeah. You know, you have no backup. They don't. They're just pretending to be police officers. Right. They literally like ru- almost hit her with the police car. Yes. So she just runs over the police car, and they're like, "Ah, oh, shucks," <laughs> you know. And now right. we're gonna have to turn around, and right. you know, whatever. And driving she, backwards through the alley. And I'm sorry, but if I had to escape, if I was fleeing from police pursuit, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, the there's a tunnel." I wouldn't be like, that obviously goes to the subway. Right. I'd be like, that's probably a trash chute. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But she goes down this tube, which is clearly the subway. Right. And then uh, they're like, block off every exit to the subway. Right. But they don't warn anybody else who's in the subway. So you can imagine my surprise when it was conveniently empty for them to have another chase. Yeah. And then... uh, 
even in the subway, like, I'm sorry, you're a trained officer, and she, I don't care if she's time traveling all over the fucking place. She's just some girl. Yeah, I don't understand. You're being outrun by some girl. Yeah. She clearly went to some time travel academy. Right. She's incredibly fast, very, um, just limber. Yeah. Uh, you know, she can get shot in the fucking hand and Which, be fine. Which, by the way, when we see the program at the end, it doesn't feel like government or state or any of, like, these, like you were saying, like, some future academy thing. Like, I no. disagree. Like, you're literally seeing the doctor He's in like there do, performing guy. The, the, the futuristic death sequences. And it's uh, one guy. Name one, like, uh, you know. Who had to have that grand entrance ugh. coming out on a, in a fucking handicap chair or whatever Of course it was. he did. Yeah. But, like, name one huge breakthrough in science where they're yeah. like, and we'd like to credit the one person who, who did it with no help. Who does all the work himself. You know? <laughs> uh, like, ugh. All right. So before we get to in the weeds, because this movie doesn't deserve a blow by blow. No. And it blows, but it doesn't <laughs> deserve a blow by blow. Just a single blow. Yeah. So I want to skip to kind of an overview. Let's skip to the end. Of this Do you want to talk about the Dark Crystal? <laughs> that would be a great movie to talk about. I don't know. Well, if we change our mind about this one, we can just whatever. Sure. Just putting it out there. So here's a couple of things, and I, I want to know your opinion about about them. So th- this movie wants you to believe. It is about a few things. Number one, it wants you to believe it is about second chances. Because <laughs> I already love it. Because the world, <laughs> quote, quote unquote, the, the world, or at least the city, gets a second chance uh, after ridding these people that they're murdering from a domestic terrorist thing. And it they even mention that it heightens to civil war after this. And I'm like, uh, okay. Um <sighs> Well, Civil War would be so hard. Oh my god! In the okay, but let's say let's just yeah. look at, look at what we find out the facts are. What right. what the whole thing is that Rhea. Yeah. Rhea is that her name? Sure. Yeah. R Y A. Yeah. Okay. Good. However you want to do it. Yeah. R H H E A. So the whole explanation. And she has to have her head shaved for apparently and time like, travel. So her reasons. hair, so hair doesn't grow when you time travel, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you have to wear the same outfit. Which, by the way, what would be your time travel outfit? Oh, has to be shiny. Has Ooh, to be shiny. No, I disagree. I just want to be casual. Like it's pretty much this. It's pretty much what I'm wearing. I also dig the uh, the Terminator effect where I have to go straight nude just to add an extra challenge once I'm there. Absolutely not. <laughs> That is my greatest fear. I sleep fully clothed. Just like, I don't even need the inconvenience of being naked ever. No. Uh, I I shudder my wife's eyes. Oh my God. No, that would be horrible. respect. Running through a city naked. And like, you better have sensible shoes. You saw how much running that was. That's a lot of running. And she doesn't waste any time. Oh my God. When she crawls out of a fucking septic tank or whatever. Yeah. Well, they're Uh, like... This is like Nothing billion dollar makes any sense. This is billion dollar equipment. Okay, this is special is set up time travel equipment. Where's the most sterile place we could keep it? How right. about in this tube on a yeah. beach? Yeah. Just gross. But when you find out the whole reason for why she needs to, you know, uh time travel and hop all over the place and kill right. people, um she's trying to ultimately prevent 
what ends up being this uh this civil war or whatever which by the way they explain is prompted by a single man right so let's just talk about the the possibility that this could even is this even plausible who's typing things who does yeah. that okay so he <laughs> he has a bomb okay he has a van yeah or, uh filled with explosives sure okay so there's one dude he just you know he goes on oh no he has followers by that point Okay, so he, you know, him and his follower followers are in some chat room, and he's right. like, "Let's, let's meet, you know, at the VFW. Everybody, <laughs> bring your explosives, yeah. and we all put them in the van." And that explosion, this man-made explosion that they all put together, kills eleven thousand people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then here's the part where they totally lose me. And then she goes, and then after that, millions more. What do you mean, then after that? <laughs> then after that, what? How? Did you just yada yada civil war? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's exactly what it is. Like, I get the part. So, okay. They, let's just say that's a thing. Right. These, you know, weirdos get together, collect right. explosives, blow up 11,000 people. Right. Okay. What a bummer. But then yada, 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 and then millions more, and then See, yada, 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 civil war. Again, this is the problem with... Uh, time travel and the the baby Hitler thing and you need to heighten it to the point where you're like we need to do this it has to have some kind of call to action but it is garbage well, it, and, and, it, so and you're making it all up yeah, so like you're we making have it to up. follow it so we along. saw the bus driver die we saw the, the cook die at the diner yeah we this saw... isn't going back and stopping the kennedy assassination no nation. but like so i understand you you for whatever reason you had to kill these individuals right explain why right so how was the pianist connected i understand he had the book he had another biography right, which is the way he he was on the mailing list they they this is this guy is he's a follower he's a, a quote disciple or some i don't know some kind of link to this main guy but like doesn't it also assume so like one time i was hanging out with my friends when i was like 16 and this woman just like looked at us and was like oh and she was like, here's a Bible. Like, you need this. Because <laughs> clearly I was a mess. I don't know. And then I opened the I Bible. I knew I should have done that before. You yeah. yeah. And I opened the Bible and there was like this handwritten note in there. And it was all right. like, you know, Jesus saves. Blah, blah, you know. Right. Yeah. And um, I wasn't like, good point. Right. And then I joined her. Right. I was like, Bleh, garbage. <laughs> and uh, and got rid of it. And hello, in the 21st century, if I got mail. Oh my god! Like, really? Who first of all, that it looked like a fucking advertisement, right? It you should know? be an email. <laughs> yeah, and or maybe personalize it. Yeah, and maybe don't look at, don't make it look like a fucking Who's shipping books. That seems expensive. And like, so wait a minute. The only people that you're reaching, by the way, are the people buying presidential biographies. No, he's shipping the, the his musings uh, through. Like it's in those biographies right yeah okay but like they're reaching so how Which does by he... the way also means that that woman who had it on the bus you don't need to take the whole book with you i know Just you already the got the paper out of the book 
Yeah, but so wait, did he pick the people beforehand and was like, I'm going to send them my stuff and hide it in these books? If he's hiding it in books, it doesn't matter if they're all presidential biographies. You can pick whatever book you yeah, want. Yeah. It could be a phone book. It yeah. could be a children's book. It doesn't right. matter. Exactly. You don't need to pick all the same book. And those books are fucking expensive, by the way. Those are like $25 hardcover books. And I don't care how much you're gutting it. That's got to be heavy shipping. That is way heavy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You could get a paperback. Yeah. Get like a mass market like romance novel. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah, good point. So first of all, stupid. You know, you could have had like twice as much explosive money. If you yes. didn't blow it all on shipping. I oh, know. blow it all on shipping. <laughs> See what I did there? And um, clearly from the way that at least his wife that he left behind. Uh, was living they clearly had a lot of money to oh my god on shipping she, when they that's why she had to smoke that meth. same cigarette yeah. forever yes that's because they had no money that woman was awful too Ugh. Uh, that scene was tough to she's watch. um well and i also like how she's like well how much you got uh, you know yeah. i'll give you the mailing list if you do something for me and then you just see him leave and then all it is so is you don't even know what he gave her well, he, he she asked for whatever was in his wallet. Yeah, but I don't carry cash. Also, he wasn't working. So how much are we actually? That's talking what I'm about saying. Yeah. What did you do with that woman? But also, yeah, yeah, that was a good point though. Like once you've got the propaganda, yeah, you don't need to bring the book with you. Yeah, like when I buy a suitcase, I don't walk around with it with all the cardboard still right. in it. Plus, you can lose that part. So when he starts that quest is what? 2006? Or 2000, uh, 2006. Yeah. So it took him not, uh, 18 years to... Wait. No, it had No, to... it was earlier. Um, so let's see. Uh, no, because his daughter was already living with uh, Michael C. Hall. She is. Uh, oh, and there were a lot of things in this movie, by the way, where I felt like there were planting seeds for later. Yeah. Where like, so his daughter Amy, he's like, uh, he drives her, or no, I, he he's going to investigate the professor that's died, and uh, some right. professor dies. Yeah. Spoiler alert: He has a presidential biography. He also doesn't know how to take the propaganda out of the book. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, and they mentioned that some guy had a sort of ties for like <sighs> some kind of like domestic terrorist groups or something. Uh, what some, whatever. Some I mean, I guess fucking guy. Like whatever. Too much to even think about. That's yeah. too much. And of course, Locke is like, I'm just gonna take my kid with me because that's another thing. Police yeah. officers are allowed to bring their kids to work whenever they want. Absolutely, that's the thing. Especially they then. do call it out there, but it's still yeah. But they're like, you bringing your kid to work? They're not. They don't care. Yeah. So and then he's like, and thank hey. God they had that female officer that he always has watch his kid. Oh my God, she must have been 19. so psyched about it. That's all women are good for. Then yeah, this is 1965. Oh my God. Yeah. So he's going to do that, and he says to his daughter Amy, he's like, I promise, once I solve, you know, all of the world's problems, right. we're going to be back to normal. Pinky swear. And she goes, I don't pinky swear. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, clearly there's going to be a callback later <laughs> to that. Right. It's going to be some scene where she's about to die, and she'll be like, pinky swear. <laughs> you know, and you'll be like, oh, I remember that from earlier. Right. But it never comes back. She no. says it for no fucking reason. So um, actually, uh, it's. I'm glad you brought that up because as 
part of my point of like second chances. The other second chance that happens in this movie is Locke getting a second chance with his daughter when she lets him back into her life uh, just in time to influence the granddaughter who obviously ends up being, again, spoiler, the time-traveling person Which, uh, like, in this Which, like, I was kind of disappointed in myself because they had the exact same mouth. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah that, okay. Yeah. I see. So you had to... See, again, your, your racism, your 1988 racism was getting in the way that you're like, oh, but she's half black. So I know, she couldn't possibly relate it to a white be, person. Yeah, exactly. Is that even legal? Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because you're like, what? The football player had to be black? Stop being racist in your head. Ugh. Yeah. Um. So, But I don't even understand the second chance that he gets, to be quite honest, because it's kind of, it's it's a second chance that he doesn't earn he doesn't earn it and not only does he not earn it but she's just given birth to a baby yeah. her father who is completely negligent forever uh chasing moonbeams as michael c hall put it yes um which by highly the way, lucrative even though that part of dialogue was bad i thought the only real scene in this movie was probably that diner encounter because it's the only time i felt like michael c hall was acting yeah because he was like you're nuts yeah you know, like you're fucked up but well, even in that scene besides that piece of dialogue just to, as an aside my other favorite thing that michael c hall and Locke actually does from time to time start using accent work Every now and then? Did you catch this to where they'd somehow loop into a southern accent every now and then? Oh, no. There were a few of those where I'm like, wait, what are Was they doing Was that intentional? Now? I don't know. Oh, my God. Because they only do it a couple times. So I think it's either they just got tripped up with the Philly accent that they just started maybe rolling some. Or maybe they were like, watch what I can do or dare me to speak with a southern <laughs> accent in this next scene. Right. Nobody's even going to care. Yeah. Um. No, but what's interesting. So he's been a shitty father forever. Yes. He's never around for his wife. She dies to make it up to his daughter. He's like, how about I'm never around for you either. And you have to go live with your uncle. Right. Who's a dick. And who then, is also a who's higher also level a fucking, detective. He's higher level. He's he busier. He's all the time in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Just to further emphasize how much I could have been there for you. Yeah. Here's somebody with twice as much on their on their plate. Yeah. And he's nailing it. Yes. Um. But then, so not only does she give birth, and then she's like, "Hey, the baby's on its way." Then she lets her dirty ass homeless father, who's <laughs> literally been running around in sewer pipes. Yes. Being all bloody and gross and touching yes. people's camping brains on the and beach at camping the on the beach. By the way, still has a cell phone. Yeah, cell phone. He has service. He's yep. got, uh, you know, uh, endless data. He's Apparently fine. living off the insurance from his wife, maybe. I, I don't know. I guess. But then she's like, yeah, hold the baby. Don't even, you know what? Don't even wash your hands. Oh, this and is Michael fine. C. Hall doesn't exactly stop him. He's glad to see him at the hospital. Yeah, like, he's like, oh, you're really? back. Yeah, I know you stole my badge earlier <laughs> and everything, but you know what? Right. This was like the longest, shittiest PSA for spending more time with your family ever. <laughs> ever. But what not that the funny part about this movie is that they pull all the punches. All the punches are pulled. So, cause, it just smacks of desperation. So just to recap this movie in a little bit, it has very little tension or threat that doesn't end in a positive way. The killer gets away because she's on a mission. It's the granddaughter. So and, and technically she already ends up dead in her what third or fourth level of time hopping. Some I of guess. Whatever it is. Because she starts 
in whatever 2024 it's 2024 when right. it starts yeah so so by the time she gets to 88 that's when she dies so whatever nine intervals from there which again i don't want to get fucking locked into the time it doesn't travel, even matter like even if nine years yeah. it has to happen every nine years you bring up the moon the moon you don't explain why it's the moon, even though the moon is in the fucking title of the movie. Yeah. The you have the the doctor who just shows up whenever he just sensed that they were all together at the same time. He's like, I'm a physicist and here's what's happening. Yes. Doesn't that remind you of when we were doing Bird Box, by the way? And like <laughs> I it, hope those not. <laughs> No, but the, you know those movies where like something terrible is happening that yes. people can't explain. Yes. And then one complete rando is like, you know what it is? Yeah. It's this. And they're like, All right, we'll go with that. Yeah. Well, no, because they immediately go, You crazy. But then it has to be decades later where he's like Maybe, I, maybe that guy was on to something. Uh, you know that one guy we talked to for three minutes uh, back in nineteen eighty eight? So Locke repairs his relationship with his daughter through no effort of his own. No, just his, time. His brother-in-law doesn't confront him at all at the hospital. And he, isn't like, remember when he promised to get therapy? Yeah. Uh, how's that going? Exactly. Doesn't even care at this point. Well, you point. knew that was a farce when obviously he stole, he stole his badge, badge out of it. Right. So, but, and then the only sacrifice that Locke truly has to endure is that his wife dies at childbirth. But she was kind of a bitch anyway. But here's the thing. Oh, and his partner dies. But so the here's the thing, though. His wife would have died anyway. Yeah. So nothing about the time traveling, nothing about any of that thing. That was unrelated. Would have stopped. It was completely unrelated. And technically, the partner dying, you're a police officer, so I know it's going to suck. Part of the job. Happened. It's Part of the job is always dangerous. And you knew what was going on eventually, so you kind of got over it. Like, they don't dwell on it at all. No. You know what's fun? You know, it's fun when every nine years, because, you know, from 88, that it's the year that you have to go visit your wife's grave because it's her her responsibility. And it's uh, he never visits also Maddox's grave. No, he never. But but they did name a teddy bear Maddox. That's true. He's like, that's good enough. So explain this to me. Sure. Name one time in your life that you have visited a relative's grave. And it was conveniently the first grave on the side of the road. Oh. That's never happened. Yeah. I've never done, I've never gone to a cemetery where I didn't need a fucking map. Right. And like 40 minutes to right. find it. Yeah. And you get tired. But he's like, whoop, just park and there it is. <laughs> How fucking convenient for you because he's so busy. Also, you got all day. It's nine years later. You don't think you can take the kid to the fucking zoo or wherever you were supposed to go. Shitty father. And like, how about this? How about if you know you have something going? So his calendar yeah. is probably like nothing, 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 nothing. September circled. <laughs> right. You know, or like, yeah. or, or whatever. It, like, Which, again, he forgets the daughter's birthday that day, too. He doesn't oh, yeah. remember that it is. Like he but it's like, oh, right, but I got to go to the cemetery. Or like, so, or like whatever. Like, he's so it's every nine years. Like, whatever. He's got nothing going on for like a million years. But right. then year nine. Yeah. Uh, or like. If you knew that every October 3rd, right. you had to battle someone, right. maybe don't plan to visit your dead wife's grave <laughs> that day also. Right. Yeah. Maybe don't try to you know, multitask on the day you Free have to- Free up your schedule. Whatever. It's yeah. every nine years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's turning into fucking Highlander. But you know what? <laughs> his poor time management skills have everything to do with why his daughter had to live with someone else. 
Very true. Yeah, that's why she lives with her uncle. <laughs> <laughs> but and so that's kind of the thing. So his wife dies, and yes, his partner dies. So it's he. You got some things, but I think none of what I would have felt sorry for him for would have any would would have impacted the movie. Like all the rest of the plot of the movie is nothing really that I would have felt bad for him for. Well, I mean, I felt bad like when he was living on the beach at the end and his hair was like thinner mm. and like blonder yeah. and it yeah. just looked like mm, it wasn't as flattering. Right. Um, But like I liked him better with a beard. Yeah. Um, the also, mustache was kind of Yeah. Good. They yeah. don't have razors in the future. No. Like that's something newsflash right. guys prepare you accordingly where, you, you can see where netflix allocates their money where they're like all right we have the new trailer for the martin scorsese <laughs> movie he's used de-aging technology to make de niro look like he's 20 in this scene and 40 here all the way up to 80 what did we do to make this guy look a little bit older in Just, nine years let's put a mustache yeah on <laughs> no one will be the wiser <laughs> Oh, you so know what? Clearly. The only redeemable part of this movie, yeah, uh, was uh, they played "Don't Don't They Know It's the End of the World." I love that song. The soundtrack in this movie is baffling. It really is all over the fucking in place. In '88, they play no music that like sounds. They're like, like, how can we capture the decade? Right. Let's play uh, some Sam Cooke. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's what they played. Yeah, I know. But they're like. <laughs> Let's see. When I think of the 80s, right. I think of, oh, my God, were you going to say Sam Cooke? I was going to say <laughs> Sam Cooke. Like, whatever. But then I felt shitty because when they played, and granted, it was like 2006 or whatever, they played Don't They Know It's the End of the World. And then I immediately was like, you know what was a good movie? Girl Interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> that was a way better movie. Maybe I'll watch that movie. Yeah. Um, though I will well, say. Who made uh, should be committed. Oh, my God. Oop, that was good. Uh, I got all my snaps from the book I bought back in 1997. Was it a presidential biography? (laughs) Oh, my God. Cool bookmark. Oh, no. I'm in it. (laughs) Walden books. I'm just getting. (laughs) Oh, Walden books. I'm getting domestic terrorist messages in Walden books. I know. I'd be like, can I return this? This one's gutted. Can I return (laughs) this? What's your policy? They'd be like, store credit. (laughs) That's it. Uh... No, but it's so this movie uh, on top of just being terrible. And yes. I feel like when people listen to this podcast, they're like, you guys were all over the place. Yeah, that's the theme. The movie was. Yeah. And if you're like, I can't even make sense out of what's happening when. Right. Yeah. Same. Right. We've really captured the essence of right. the movie. And this is spot on. Right. And here's the even better thing. And listener, I had to watch this bitch twice because oh. I had to take more notes to understand truly what was happening. I didn't watch it twice, but I did take notes. Uh, so for me, the two-hour movie was a three-hour movie. Yes, right. But props to them because I was as mentally and physically exhausted after it <laughs> uh, that I was like, that's probably as tired as I would be had I time traveled. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, if they were trying also, to like really- would have been soaking wet. Because clearly... You can only time travel... Listen, if you know how time travel works... Obviously. Moon cycles, water... Oh, my God. Weird 
glass pods. Beds, right, glass pods. I wouldn't be able to time travel that way. Here's a fun fact. I still cannot hold my breath underwater. Ooh. I mean, I know I probably, somebody's like, yes, you can. You're just not trying. Like, <laughs> you're right. I'm not trying because it doesn't seem natural to me. Right. So if I was like, yeah, I'll time travel for you. <laughs> Oh shit! I have to hold my breath under, and I would just drown in the pod. I love how your process somehow happens in the future. Yes, fine. I'll time travel for you. Well, I think they approach you. Yeah, I think there have to be recruiters, right? Right. Yeah. Just like 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 the military people outside of Stop and Shop. Yeah. Those are the people who'll be like, "Hey, you want to join our time travel club?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm all ears. What's up? What you got?" And then they're really vague and they're like, uh, you know, we can't really explain it, but, you right. know, there's probably going to be a big explosion in right. a civil war. And I'll be like, yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. And listen, I know it sounds silly. We're going to submerge you in water, but don't worry. We're not going to give you any scuba gear, oxygen tanks, any yeah. of those futuristic things that would make you not be the dumbest looking thing in the right and then they're like uh you're comfortable in that outfit right i'm like yeah i mean i guess and they're like oh oh real quick uh real quick uh do you have bmx ability (laughs) i'd be like i mean yeah right i think so like it is preferred yeah you know it is it is preferred yeah it's it's right there with microsoft excel powerpoint office uh you know ged or high school equivalent Must be able to lift 50 pounds or more. Pilot's pilot's license preferred. (laughs) Yes. And yeah, you need to know how to take this plane. And you're like, you're not going to believe this. I do know how to fly a plane. Yeah. Oh, and um, uh, when Locke, so uh, Rhea. Right. I I hate that that's her name. (laughs) I hate that that's her name. She kidnaps him uh, because she's also super strong yeah this academy by the way i would love to just see their curriculum yeah i just i really i'm just very well, curious clearly we're gonna get a sequel out of yeah this. oh i hope so <laughs> um i hope it's a mini series yeah hey more like a maxi series <laughs> um but she kidnaps him you know so maybe throws him over her shoulder whatever throws right. him in a plane and then she just pushes him out of a plane above open water yes okay and he's like fine fine Meanwhile, somebody like slips and, and falls. Very Do you remember that girl like last year? Could have been like two years ago or five years ago because yeah. I have no concept of time. I shouldn't be doing this movie <laughs> at all. Uh, remember I- the girl who pushed the other girl off the bridge? Do you remember that? No. It was a video. It was caught on film. But it's so all on jump. brand that you know that. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Um, they like live streamed it or something. It was kids that were all going to jump into the water off right. of a bridge. Oh wow! Um, and one girl, her uh, this girl was taking too long. She was a little scared, so her friend just pushes her a little, and she falls. She broke like all her ribs. Right. She nearly <laughs> died. She sued the girl. She was like right. bedridden. Ugh. He gets pushed out of a fucking plane. Right. Which listen, I'm no scientist, but I feel like planes are higher up. Yes. Then bridges. Yes. Even low Some flying tens ones. Tens of thousands of feet. Maybe. Yeah. And he's like, whew. <laughs> he just brushes himself <laughs> off. And then he's conveniently just feet away from the beach where the sewer pipe 
pod tunnel is. You ever hear someone belly flop off the high dive and just hear yeah. them flop? Like, just yeah. that, that skin snapping Oh, it's on horrible. Sound. It's yeah. horrible. This guy. He's fine. <laughs> He's fine. He's fine. You know why? Because yeah. he picked the right time travel outfit. It's true. Yep. Shock absorption. And immediately after that, finds the wreckage. They all come out. And he's so heartbroken over Maddox. Ugh. He has no emotions. No, he no has emotions no. In that he scene. doesn't have time for emotion. Yeah. He's poor time management. Again, yeah. he couldn't fit it into his schedule. He's got a he's lot to worry about. He's going to visit a grave. Yeah. He has to buy jewelry. With, hold on, a very specific set of jewelry that has to have an infinity symbol on it to have the notion that this is about time travel. To have the notion that this isn't going to last long. <laughs> yeah, like, Ugh. infinity. Yeah. Fuck. I know. And I love the use of newspapers in this story. Did you happen to catch all the fun, like, uh, headlines and, and things of that nature that do the work for the movie? Oh, they're like, how can we explain what's happening now? Well, uh, working back, so Detective Holt retires as a police chief is said in a newspaper headline. Yeah, because so that's that always makes the front the, page. Yes, yeah. Like Tom Stevenson of the local police yeah. department retired. Holy shit, Tom Stevenson! And again, this guy, Locke, has all these clippings with him like that true madman losing yeah his you mind have to that's the first collage symptom They're really good at collaging like they really I, are yeah that's that the prob- is that the verb? Uh, i feel i, th- I feel like work. it's like i'm really great at collage i feel like it's sort of like moose it's, ah, it's the plural <laughs> and the singular and moosen <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I went Brian Regan. I know. <laughs> I love it. But and then I think earlier they they have a newspaper headline saying like that the uh, the uh, that Maddox like after Maddox got shot or something like they did some. Ca- there's always some plot device with the, there's multiple newspaper headlines. Here's one of my fun egregious ones too, and I don't mean to belittle protesting. Okay. In what world do we, especially in the, well, actually, what year is this? So it's 97 for this particular one. Who protests on a large scale on the nine-year anniversary of something? Nobody. Nobody. You wait until next year. You go, oh, wait, what year? But Oh, I don't care about that. I'm not taking work off of that. Okay, ready? Let's test it. Quick, Andrew, what happened nine years ago? Oh, you don't know. Yeah. First of all, nine. It's not even a round number. Yeah. I would have to like sit down for a while and yeah. think about it. I would and be the like, news is covering it. It's covering. You know why? It nothing's happening there. And I always love the graffiti. They use this. Ever seen the the shitty Netflix movie Bright? Bright. No. That's the Will Smith. Uh, oh, then definitely not. Action bullshit. No. In in Bright, they always have like. This perfectly made graffiti that tells, like, explains plot elements. Maybe that's what graffiti is. You notice how they would just put, like, who is she? Who is she? Which is the most vague graffiti in the history of America. And it's nine years later. Nine years later, they're still doing graffiti for a one time murder that happened nine years ago. Right. In a major city where murder probably happens 
all the time. Like probably every and couple again, minutes. Who is she? They they're more concerned that she was killed by a cop. I know. Than that she murdered. She murdered a bunch all of people. These people. Oh my god. Yeah. Right. When t- when Ted Bundy was executed, <laughs> they're like, "Who was the executioner? <laughs> Who did this? You know? How could they?" Because yeah, by that point, what'd she have four on her record? At least. Yeah. And remember, these aren't like that they knew of. Okay, that they knew of. But okay, that let's just let's isolate one of them. Yeah. Let's say that bus driver. Okay, if on like WFSB tomorrow somebody <laughs> drank too much and ran their bus off the road, yeah, oh yeah, and hit a bunch of cars, that person would be portrayed as a monster. Yeah. Okay, oh yeah. so this bus driver is murdered. Right. Okay, and then careens into like a bunch of cars. Right. And like, how could they do that? Like. A million people could have died. <laughs> and you're like, don't take pity on this murderer. Yeah. Like that's Which, stupid. by the way, the whole purpose of this is to make the, the murder seem like kind of inconspicuous and that you can't do anything. This high profile way of murdering a bus driver while in motion. And and how many people could have gotten murdered in that? And again, I think would they I don't remember what the number they said of the people who got murdered in that. Bombing in the explosion and eleven thousand. That's an then millions. Yeah. Then civil war. Right. <laughs> it's the obvious progression. Obvious of violence. Yeah. Okay. Here's a thought that could have saved them a lot of time and money. Right. I mean, like, I'm not a physicist. They probably love to do physics, but if you're like, okay, we have to kill X number of people to prevent this catastrophe from happening. Right. Call me a simpleton, but maybe uh, in the mail you send a sample of green tea and then they drink <laughs> the green tea and die at home. Yeah. I don't know. Then you're not killing extra people because then is it really about killing the necessary people or killing just anybody you want? Yes. It's killing anybody who is near the people you killed. <laughs> you know, just like that's so stupid. Here's one thing I truly want to bang out before we get out of here. The doctor, <sighs> who's apparently, you know, he comes in. This from nowhere. He, he, he figures it out. He says it's lining up with his research. Okay? Yeah. Which I have to say it that way because that's how he says it. Research? Yeah, it's not research. It's research. Whenever you have like a, a doctorate, apparently that's how you say research. I would never say that. Do you say envelope or envelope? I think it goes from time to time. Like I, I think it flops. Oh. I think it probably, you know what happens? It's probably how I heard it last. Oh, wow. So you're not even committed to no. one. No. <laughs> no. No, I definitely say research. Yeah. Yeah, most people do. Research implies almost like that you're British. It me. does sound British. But I think it's just arrogance. Yeah, I, I think, think it's you're like just you get a, a dick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so this guy, he's saying that it lines up with his research. And his research is only about the killing part. Yeah. Because when he's in the van, when he's got Locke tied up in his van with, with he the just pigs. happens to have the pigs with him. Yeah. Why? I don't know. And why those pigs were not in rear-facing child seats. They were flying all over that van. And uh, just the noises when he had to, like, climb out of being in between two dead pigs. Yeah. uh, 
it's, was that necessary? Do you think he was close to those pigs? Do you think they formed a bond over time? Is that what happened there? I hope that. That's not a way to treat them. No. Do you think people were outraged? But before I get too offline, because my, my brain doesn't work uh, except only in anger. This <laughs> well, then this movie is for you. Totally. The conversation they have in that van is awful. He basically starts out saying these soliloquies about the moon and how amazing it is and how it it's responsible for all the stuff that they're doing. Is this the part where he goes, changing the world is risky business? <laughs> like, oh, shut yes. up. He turns into a fucking Bond villain in this uh, van. Just, and, and yet, in the future, he's helping he, He's helping somehow? He's... Like, awful he's, he's an awful person yeah and apparently obviously that's how he ends up in the wheelchair when they have the van accident that go propels for but either his way his legs were crushed by he's, pigs he's doing this vi bond villain speech where he's talking about how the moon is creating all the the time travel stuff even though he said and i don't even know how it works Oh, well you're the only person you're I've literally seen the, here. you're the only employee right so he knows how to kill people from the future, but doesn't know how to get the person to go from the future back to the past. Yeah, he sh probably should have figured that out first. And I don't remember. I think this is 2006 or 2015. It's 2015 at that point. He's When he's experimenting with the pigs, right. it's 2015. Okay. So this is... And, and how is he able is to he? watch Tom... I would thought camping or lock. Sorry, because this is in 2015 the the hospital one. Well, 2015 because uh, you're not in 2024. So I figured 2015 is when the granddaughter is born and he has the confrontation on the beach. So 20 2006 would have had to been when he oh did that whole thing when he gets kidnapped, right? No, when he gets kidnapped and is in the car, it's 2016 or 15. Sorry, I know. um. By nine, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's again. It's all very confusing and stupid. But the the point is, is that how does he not know how shit works when he's the only authority that they have in this movie besides the person who's actually doing the time traveling? You know what it is. You know how they say like if you're gonna write a novel or like direct a movie, like it, a lot of the work is is research or research, whichever. <laughs> Um, but they say that... Uh, Thank you for the callback. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just testing it out. It felt terrible to say. <laughs> it felt so gross. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I imagine that if I was motivated enough to do that, a lot of it would be... Spent, like, let's say I'm writing a book about a doctor. Yeah. I myself would have to read a lot of medical journals, a lot sure. of whatever... I feel like they were like, you know, it would be cool as a physicist. And like, well, we're going to have to do a lot of research on physicists. And like, right. or maybe we just do some. Yeah. You know, like, mm, we'll just do a little bit. We'll have one trial where you kill pigs three feet away from you. And I'm <laughs> going to make sure that that tells everybody that, yes, you could do this from any time and space. But you know what? You know what this movie did make me feel better about is like... So I feel like sometimes it's overwhelming to think that if you have big dreams, okay, so let's say you want to be an actor or you yeah. want to be a comedian or you want to be a musician. Yeah. Sometimes it's overwhelming because you look around and you're like, oh, there are so many 
talented people in the world who are just like amazing but like this is like anybody can do it look yeah you don't even you don't need to be a good writer no you don't have all that research you thought you had to do not really yeah just throw it together um physicists and two people wrote this oh this this truly watching this felt like a chore um the only good thing to come out of this is that um, I was so angry about it, but it felt better to know that I could just yell at you about it. <laughs> like, you know, I so always feel bad when this happens because, as you know, I love being angry about yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Right. You know, I, it brings me a lot of joy. There was a point because we're doing this a, over a week after it came out. Mm-hmm. There was a point where I was going to say to you. Let's not do this movie. Let's do it nine years from now. <laughs> That's what you were going to say. That would be perfect. And then we'll protest it. Oh, my God. That would have been great. That would have been amazing. Let's do the exact same podcast nine years from now. Oh, I won't, I look though. so forward to it. I mean, I would do it, but I would still hate it just Here, as much. Here's the problem, though. I don't grow mustaches very well. I feel like I could. I mean, probably, right? I would take human growth hormone just to have this happen. <laughs> I feel like by then, I mean, granted, phones won't be updated. Right. But uh, I feel like you could just like get like you can go get eyebrows and right. eyelashes yeah. just anywhere now. Or maybe I can wait nine years to time travel back to this moment to where I regret actually watching this movie and stop myself from watching it. Do you think this movie was made just to make people angry? <laughs> Do you think? Oh, well, actually, can we talk about that real quick before yeah. we stop? So the big problem, apparently, I've seen online is, is that all of it. People say I've seen this sentence multiple times Uh-oh. on Twitter where people are like, I really liked it until they made this movie political. <laughs> oh, that um, apparently because it's because like of some the real America. Ter- yeah. All that shit. Whatever. Did you actually have any thoughts about the movement that now, they were having? Uh, for a second. So I will say that simply the name. So when they took took the insert out of the book. Yeah. And it said Real America Movement. That did sound a little Trumpy to me. It, d- it definitely yeah. sounded like something that if he was like, yeah, the Real America Movement. I just came up with that. He'd be right. like, all right, I buy that. But he's also not a politician. No, no. And he's not even close to being Nor is this camp. a movie. So <laughs> I, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So it, like for a second, I was like, oh, I hope this isn't like a metaphor. Right. And then, you know, protesting. And I was like, oh, you know, I hope. Mm. But it, isn't it a little bit? I mean, like the the stuff that that's they a on. stretch. I think they wanted it to seem as though it could be right, but no, it falls short. This is like if I were dating somebody and they were like, "Do you want to watch a movie?" and right. they put this in, I'd be like, "Oh, you just wanted to make out. <laughs> like this isn't really a movie you watch, right?" It's a movie you get pregnant to. It's also a movie that you can watch the first few minutes, make out, do some things, go back. Because it's been on in the background the whole yeah. time. You can come back in and go, oh, I must have missed a bunch of stuff. None of this shit makes sense. And then you go back. And, <laughs> and then you're you like, oh, it, it still go, doesn't. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, it, uh, it wasn't yeah, it me. Wasn't my, I, yeah. It wasn't yeah. my fault at all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just so confusing. Yeah. Uh, it, 
whoever the people are who loved this, there had to have been some. Uh, it's it's not getting great reviews, but it isn't super low to where it's like bottomed out. People, fucking I don't know why. It. Yeah, like if I met somebody who defended this movie, right? That I I wouldn't be friends with that person. I know I'm saying this like an hour plus into this podcast. But is there anything you did enjoy about this movie? Um, I probably oh. should have asked that up top so we could have ripped mm, for an hour. Okay, but, you, you know, know what I enjoyed? There was one part I liked because I thought it was a little bit clever. Right. Um, was when Locke goes into the airfield. He jumps the fence because yes. they're so easy to get into. Right. Because they're like, you know, a fence. Just right. a you know, regular chain link fence. That's enough. That's yeah, enough you know, security for an airfield. Um, yeah. yeah, and one guy. That's plenty. Yeah, who shouldn't even be there? No, shouldn't be there. He's off the clock. Yeah. Um. So he breaks in, and he just knows by looking at the guy. He's like, something's up. Yep. So he says to the guy, "Um, if uh, why don't I leave you my number? And if you need any, like, or if you think of anything, you can call me." And then he writes on the piece of paper. If someone is here, scratch your head. Right. I appreciated that because that seemed like something clever you would tell your kids in case they were abducted yeah. or like whatever. You know, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of clever. Yeah, um, that scene has some decent punch to it. Yeah. Although I felt like it immediately starts by you feeling bad that he just left his kid there again. Again. With just some other But at the same time, whatever. like even if my parent was like really negligent, but I got to go to a bunch of crime scenes. I'd be like, mm, that's okay. Well, she basically only goes, I think, to one, and then she does help him with paperwork and evidence. Would that be Which enough for you? Which is so allowed. <laughs> I know. Right? She's just walking through the building carrying <laughs> boxes. I know, right? Like, what is She's happening? She's like, um, which evidence closet should I put this in? And they're like, hey, Amy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Morning, Amy. Oh, the 90s. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's Take like she starts listening to, to Smash day. Mouth on her Walkman. I know. <laughs> her Discman. 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 Did you say... Discman? Discman. Discman. Which one did you say? <laughs> Discman. No, you didn't. I did. Discman? <laughs> Tom and Heather Discman? <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, uh, of course. Yeah. Discman party of two? <laughs> I said Discman. Yeah. But I probably didn't say either because yeah. I was too embarrassed to pick one. Because nobody said any of that. It's my CD player. Yeah. Yeah. Though I got mine really late. Because so Discman implies that you got the Sony Discman. Discman. The yellow one. Oh, when they came in colors, you're all fancy. No, the yellow one was like the sport one. And it had the, 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 the anti. Base boost. It had base anti boost. Anti-skip was yeah. the big one. Yeah. Which was weird because I only ever laid it flat. Yeah. Like on a table. I walked around with it a lot. Under your belt. Because be <laughs> I didn't want to be home. <laughs> I wanted to go visit crime scenes with my dad. When you and have... help him with paperwork. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my wow. God. So, yeah, I think I think I would. I'm with you. I, I think that scene is actually pretty decent. Like that it has, it probably has the most tension of any scene. Because I felt tense actual... this entire time. <laughs> oh my God. But you know like what? I said, it's, it's a punchless movie. Just, but at um, least Maddox got killed. I'm like, yes, thank you. Something. I mean, finally, I guess. Somebody actually had to shoot someone. Ugh. Someone actually had to 
do something. But you know what's cool? It's cool that like now there's a movie. Like you know how sometimes like you have somebody over that like you want to like make out with, right. and you put on a okay. So like when Scott and I before we were married, right? Um, shout out to Scott. Very yeah, supportive. he's Scott. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is before we were married, we were dating, and we had to like put on. I was I was living with my parents at the time because right. I was very wealthy and independent. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, you know we wanted to make out and like whatever. So we would accidentally put on really good movies. Right. And then you're like, oh, shit. So like the whole point of the story is that I've never seen all of Kill Bill. (laughs) Um, But that's terrible because you don't want to miss a great movie because then you could be like me and all of a sudden you've been married for a decade and you haven't seen all of Kill Bill. Right. And like what a bummer. And you kind of don't want to go back because then it might just remind you of making out and then you might do it again and then you're just going to miss it again and then it's this terrible cycle. Yeah. This is the perfect movie to watch if you want to just make out for a while. It's true. There's no pressure. Yeah. You don't need to follow anything. Right. It's just a shit show. Yeah. Which yeah. is the beauty of Netflix sometimes. Oh my it's, god. It's excellent background. So good. Yeah. So good. The warm feeling of television. <laughs> <laughs> or my laptop or anywhere else I or watch. Or electronics. This movie. Yeah. <laughs> In general. That's the heat yes. of technology. And you are the warm light for me anytime you do this podcast. That's radium poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> So what do you got coming? I know you're like the busiest person in the history uh, of mankind. So you just got this just is a wrapped lo- up. You were in. This is a lot of pressure. You're in like what? Two, three contests at the same time. So what do you got coming up then? Um, So doing some shows. I probably should have been more prepared for this. Yeah. You could just tell people okay. where to find you. And I don't know. They can do it. Uh, d- go to melvcomedy.com. Um, and you got your uh, Mel V custom comedy. I do. We have up. some really great shows coming up. Uh, end of November. <laughs> I will tell you confidently uh, <laughs> that on November 10th, uh, we will be at Firefly Hollow Brewing again in Bristol. It was a great show when I was there. That place is incredible. Yeah. I love it so much. This is our third show there. And that show, uh, we have, uh, we have... Uh, Josh Levinson, Kareem Blue, and John Romanoff. It's going to be awesome. Nice. Uh, I'm hosting. It's catered. There's super yummy appetizers from JK Baking. Pretzel bites uh, to die for. Oh, my God. Beer yeah. cheese? Like, so what were any of us doing before beer cheese? I know. Yeah. Like, I would drink it. Yeah. I brought some Two in this Two of my favorite bottle. elements. Yeah. Uh, so that show is going to be awesome. Don't miss it. It sold out super fast uh, the last two times. Uh, and then Hop House in Plantsville, which is really a trick because it's Southington. Yeah. Uh, we have Jimmy Blair, Kate Clancy, I've Brian Bargainer. in Plantsville that You week. know what's yeah. weird? <laughs> so I reach out to Kate and Brian. I'm like, I really want to have you guys there. It just seems like the right kind of place for them. And Brian's like, oh, I have a lot of family in Plantsville. I'm like, I just of found out it existed <laughs> like a second ago. What are the right. odds? Of course. I'm like nobody has fucking family there. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. That's November 26th. Um, and, uh, that uh, ticket uh tickets include uh a pint of beer and salt and vinegar chips. Ooh. And they have cool that's fans there. It's very I know they're like, <laughs> what what kind of chips do you like? Sorry, that's not the kind we're offering. <laughs> we hope you like hope you have your period, ladies. <laughs> yeah, it's only salt and vinegar chips. Um so I am on Facebook. 
Just look up Melvi. I'll probably accept you as a friend. I'm pretty open like that. Nice. Um, and uh, Instagram, last known photo. I'm really bad about posting shit there. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I'm not. So, some in decent murder memes, though. Yeah. Yeah. Every once True in a while. Memes. Yeah. Yep. Um, anything that I'm like, this is funny. And then I send it to my brother. I'm like, oh yeah, Instagram's a thing. <laughs> and then I post it there. And then sometimes I remember to post my shows there. Um, Twitter, don't even bother. It's last known tweet. The last tweet I tweeted. I don't know. <laughs> see, I shouldn't be allowed. You had your dates there actually. That was pretty. Yeah. yeah. Because I was like, see, I still got it. But right. no, I don't. The one before that was like nine years ago. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> It's what? the moon. It's a coincidence. I know. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's where to find me. But definitely, if you haven't been to a Mel, Mel V's custom comedy show, definitely check it out. They're the best. Um, they are the best because you know what's better than comedy? Comedy and eating. Uh, yeah. And drinking. Yes. And not spending a whole ton of money to no. do it. Yeah. It's just the best. And uh, you're the best. You know what? You're really my mother, aren't you? In disguise. <laughs> I should have known. Mom. <laughs> yes, it's like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. I just take rip off my face. You're like, it's me. Hey, I just wandered in yeah. from the lanai. Um, yeah, but definitely check it out uh, to be moderately impressed uh, <laughs> with my ability to update social media. Uh, and definitely come to the show. I would love to see you. And um, Me personally? I'd love to see you. You can yeah. come also. <laughs> that would be, I'd appreciate it. For sure. I'd appreciate it. <laughs> um, and you know what? I'm probably going to be wearing the same thing from the last time I saw. Oh my God. Can I tell you something funny real quick? Yeah. So we had this incredible show at Metro Beast in Simsbury. This yeah. sold out show. It was awesome in yeah. my hometown. Great crowd. And, uh, you know, I have the bit, which is not a bit at all about wearing the same shirt yeah, yeah, uh, for yeah. four days. Um, and, that you know so i got home late you know whatever and per usual i right. my bedtime routine is so anything i'm wearing during the day uh spoiler alert it's also jammies <laughs> the only way to turn it into jammies is that you know you don't wear a bra to bed because that's weird right so you can, i can take the bra off and then i just change pants into jammy pants right. and then it's jammies it's true that way you sweat enough into the shirt to make it comfortable for yeah. daytime yeah so and it's um, got all that heat you built up oh yeah it's yeah. so good yeah this is what marriage affords you okay <laughs> yes. when you're not dating you can do this right they just let you right okay it's too expensive for them <laughs> to no leave laws. yeah yeah um so the next day i'm at the supermarket and this woman was like hey and i'm like yeah and she's like, uh, great show last night. And I'm like, what? And uh, and she's like, I was at Metro Beast. And I was like, oh, thanks for coming. And then I see her look down and acknowledge that I really am wearing the exact same thing Whoa. I wore the night before. <laughs> and, I, and I know she was like, oh, comedy's real. <laughs> you know, and it was. Uh, yeah, it goes from like this experience where you're like, oh, she's so funny. She's so colorful way, about her life. The way she exaggerates <laughs> right? things. And I'm like, no, this oh, is my oh, life. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, like, I have four shirts. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's like putting things in your basket just to be like, you need you this. You need this. Do you need some stovetop stuffing right. or a free turkey? It's like that. Yeah. When they used to like you put out like canned goods for the poor and like the paper bags and stuff. She's just putting yeah. that amount of food. in It's there. like some loose toothbrushes. <laughs> I don't know. 
Yep, that's me. I think she said she had kids. This is really bad. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. So if you work for DCF, I'd love to see you at one of my shows. <laughs> I live in Massachusetts. I live in Dorchester, Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mel, for doing this. Uh, thank you as well, and best wishes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>